Blog Talk Radio.
Oh, my brother, be encouraged. Oh, my sister, be encouraged. Why? Because the sun is going to shine after a while. Scripture says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And we believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. For I declare that I have fainted unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you, listeners. You are listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We don't own the rights to any of the music that you hear today, but we pray that it is a blessing to you, to you, and to you. So right now, tell your family, tell your friends, your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel, and they can tune in and listen to Global Gospel with us. In addition to Blog Talk Radio, we are syndicated on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. All you have to do is look for Global Gospel. We would also like if you connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. We are on Instagram as Global Gospel. And if you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, or our Tumblr page, there is a direct link to this episode and all episodes. Please send us a friend request and share the message with others. Like us and share us. If you decide to call in at the appointed time, our number in studio is 619-924-0800. We will give you time later on in the show to call in. If you would like to connect with us, you can reach us at P.O. Box 5331. That is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is 11550. Our email address, globalgospel17 at gmail.com. Again, we thank you for sharing with Global Gospel. We thank God for our sponsors on today, Grandma Edda's Quilting, MPT Enterprise, Melanated Beard, Melanis Factory, Happy Healthy Functioning, Abyssinia, the Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services. Thank God for all of you. And then we thank God for our listeners, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, California, Michigan, Illinois. We thank God for you that are listening in the continental United States, to those that are in Canada, Mexico, Brazil, Spain, South Korea, India, the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Australia, wherever you are listening from, we thank God for you, you, and you. Continue to listen in to Global Gospel. Certainly, we are blessed by you sharing with this experience. Leave us a comment on our page. For those of you that have tuned in to Global Gospel for the first time, we want to share our theme scripture with you. Our theme scripture here at Global Gospel is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, beginning at verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants, 
for Jesus' sake. Today, we are here with the gospel. The gospel is here to free you on today. It's here to save you, to deliver you on today. It's for the rich, the poor, the black, the white, the down and out, those that are oppressed, those that are having financial problems, spiritual problems, emotional problems, housing problems. The gospel is here for you. For those that are suicidal, we came to let you know that you shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord because God's gospel is comprehensive. For Jesus Christ, he came, he lived, he died, he shed his blood for the remission of our sins, and he rose with all power in his hands with victory over death, hell, and the grave. And so the gospel is good news on today. We thank you for sharing these moments with us. We do have a special guest that will be sharing with us in just a few minutes. And at this time, we are going to take a break. And after this selection, you will hear from our special guest. Stay tuned and be blessed.
your health challenge? Well, I, you know, I, like I said, I grew up with, um, with a family of six. I'm the youngest. Um, my my o- oldest brother passed away when I was a little girl. My mother was a minister, um, you know, before I was born. So we grew up, I grew up in a Christian home. But, you know, my father didn't get saved until later on in life. But my mother had, you know, really raised us um, how to trust God, how to love God, how to, you know, and she also raised us in the word. I remember, like, on Saturdays, you know, it was that time with all the family, all the she would gather all the kids together, and we would go um, kneel around the bed, and we would pray. Each of us would pray. So that was our thing. So she grew up, she taught us the power of prayer and how it works, and she taught us you know, just about God, just, you know, how to to just serve him. Even though she said, you know, she let us, you know, experience, he didn't force us on us, she taught it to us. And, you know, we had to experience God for ourselves. So, you know, I, I grew up in a, a Christian home, a loving family, you know, my sisters and brothers, you know, they, you know, treated me like, yeah, like I was the baby, you know. I had so much fun. And, you know, just a, a typical Loving home. <laughs> awesome. And so, you know, we go through life and certainly we never, we know that life is real and we see things happening to people all around us. And sometimes we take for granted or we never think about, oh, that could be me. And mm-hmm. so, so you're going through life and then boom, something happens. Yes. Yes. I, I, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, grew up, worked, you know, went to school, got a degree, working, typical life, going to church, you know, serving God. Um, I wasn't where I should have been, I, you know, in God, but I was going to church and just, you know, living a, a typical life. And all of a sudden, I, one Sunday, I was getting ready for church and I started feeling sick. I really, it felt like somebody just peeled the the skin off of my body and was just poking holes all through my body. But I went to church anyway. And after church, um, I went to go, you know, visit my mother and I laid in her bed. It's nothing like, you know, being in your mom's bed. And, you know, she prayed over me and she anointed me and she was reading the word over me. And I was just, but I was still getting like feeling worse and worse. So they decided to call the doctor and the doctor told me to go straight to the emergency and they took some. Um, they took a biopsy of my lungs, and they. That's when I was told I had a rare disease called sarcoidosis, and I was like, sarco who? Because I didn't know what it was. Never heard of it. Didn't know what it does, what it do. I was just confused. <laughs> wow. So, the, I, I, like you said, there are many people that are listening today that aren't necessarily familiar with what sarcoidosis is and on your journey I'm sure you've raised awareness to many about this particular uh, illness what exactly is sarcoidosis yes so sarcoidosis I'm gonna try my best to explain it and you know because there's so many medical terms to it but sarcoidosis is an inflammatory disease that that produces lumps lumps of cells that's called granulomas within various organs and tissues throughout the body, most commonly in the lungs. And these granulolists will alter the normal structure and function of the affected um, organs. 
chronic inflammation can lead to fibrosis, which is permanent scar scarring of the organ tissue. So basically, um, sarcoidosis is an inflammatory disease that can affect any part of your um, body, any part of your organs in your body, but is most common in your lungs. Um, I don't know if anybody ever heard of the actor Bernie Mac, but that's what he died from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and so, um, and you know, sarcoidosis is, is um, despite the increasing advantage in research, sarcoidosis remains difficult to diagnose and with limited treatment options and no known no cure for it. And in the United States, which is a, a mystery, it's, it's um, African-American women being the greatest burden when, uh, when compared to all other, impacted, um, all other groups impacted by sarcoidosis. You know, we experience higher hospitalization and mortality rates, and we are more severely impacted by this disease with more organ environment and severe symptoms than Caucasians and African American men. It seems that seems to be the case with so many um illnesses and diseases that different communities are affected in a disproportionate manner. I'm sure you agree. Yeah. Yes. So um so what 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 um so you you find this out just just seems to come out of nowhere. And so I'm sure your emotions and everything are all over the place. And so how did you deal with this diagnosis? Um, I, you know, when I first was diagnosed, I, to be honest with you, I really didn't take it seriously because I just got sick that one time. And, you know, I went to the doctors. And, you know, too many doctors don't know know about it. And also um, there's – that's another talk for that, you know, disparities in the health community, the health community concerning minorities. So, you know, I, you know, I was going to different doctors and, you know, a lot of doctors was like, oh, you know, this in your head, you know, you're not really going through that. So because I only was sick that one time, I was like, okay, I'll stop going to that doctor. So I stopped and I, you know, was going on with my regular life. So everything was better, but not knowing that, on the inside, things was getting worse. And so, um, you know, it was until 2013 that I really took sick. I was in the hospital for 45 days, and that's when they said I needed a double lung transplant. They said I wasn't even going to live. So my emotions, you go through a lot of emotions. Um, And, you know, you first go through the why me. You know, I, I live a good life. I try to live the best life I can. Why me? Why am I going through all of this? And then you go through a, a, a emotion where you feel um, just angry and, 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 you know, you're just angry. And to be honest, you get angry with God. You could get angry. I was angry with God. Like, why are you letting this happen to me? You know, I go to church. I pray. I don't, I'm not out there doing the things that other people are doing. So why does this have to happen to me? And then you go through the emotion of depression. You just feel depressed and, you know, like you don't want to live anymore. So it's all kinds of emotions you go through when you get diagnosed with a, a rare disease, and especially when doctors are telling you that, are telling your family that you are not going to make it. So it's all kinds of emotions that I went through, and those are the emotions that I, I went through. Wow, wow! And and what was your way out of that place? Because I'm sure that was a difficult place to be, and you can't always talk to everybody. And sometimes when we experience uh, different emotions, 
it, you can't always express your emotions, even to people that you are close to, because sometimes there's just no words for your uh, emotions. How did, how did you get out of that uh, place in life? It, you know, and think about it, I was in a place where, you know, I didn't even want to hear, especially when, um, you know, especially the church, you know, the Christian people, when they're like, oh, you know, just give it to God. I really didn't want to hear that, you know, at, at one point. I didn't want to hear give it to God or, or God got you. I, I didn't want to hear that. Um, but I thank God that I did have my family and my church family who was praying for me and, you know, and I had to come to a place where I had to have that relationship with God myself. I couldn't, you know, my my mother couldn't, you know, pray me through. He she could pray for me, and but I had to really have that relationship with God to get into the place that to get to the place that I am now. So you know, all the prayers that was going on, you know, I had a community of of people that was praying for me. You know, especially my my family that was, you know, and when I was in the hospital for those 45 days, they said that I needed a a lung transplant. And what really changed my life was it was one night when they had, you know, they rushed me into ICU. Majority of the times I was in ICU, and they had rushed me into ICU, and they called my family and they, my sister, and they told her to get to the hospital, you know, because she was the closest to me, living to me, and she, um, they told her to get to the hospital now. And when she got there, they said that, you know, she's not going to make it. And um, I remember, I don't know if I was, uh, I think I was unconscious. I don't know if I was in a deep sleep or unconscious to this day. I don't know. But um, I remember after they had me in ICU and, and, you know, my sister left, and I remember I two doctors came in, and I heard them, you know, they checked me, and then I heard them say she's not going to make it through the night. And I was trying my best to, like, talk to them, like, what's going on, like, you know, really talk to them, but I couldn't. And so when they walked out the room, I just said, okay, you know what, okay, God, I'm, I'm ready to leave. You know, I have a daughter. I know she's going to be all right. My mother is going to take care of her. Every, you know, everybody's going to be fine. You know, everything's going to be fine. My papers are in order. But then I started, you know, having a fear. Christians, when we have a fear to die, that's not of God. <laughs> you know, that's not of God. Um, and I just had a fear. I, I, I heard the enemy saying, you know, bringing up my past, saying, you know, you're not going to heaven. You did this and you did that. Remember when you did that? And it was just such a fear over me. And I could just feel, and I felt like, um, I, I can't explain it, but I just felt, I felt like I was dying. I could feel like my spirit leaving my body. And I, it was just like, a, you know, and it was just a fear. Because I had the enemy just like, you're not going to heaven. You, you're not, you did this and you did that and you did. And I really, that's the, the night that I really had to have, you know, I really had to have that relationship with God. I, you know, I just start praying and, and just worshiping. It's, it's, it's nothing like worshiping God. And I'm praying and worshiping, you know, what, all that I learned from my mother and what I learned from church. And I'm worshiping God, and I'm, and I'm praying, and I'm praying, and, you know, God has brought me through. And that day just changed my life, you know, changed my life that, you know, um, my relationship with God was closer. And from there, I was able to get out of that fear of, um, you know, being sick, um, the emotions of being, you know, angry, the emotions of being, you know, depressed. I was able to get out of all of that, and my relationship with God 
became even closer. And, you know, the peace that he gave me, you know, it, it, it just covered all of that that I was going through. Wow, what an awesome testimony. And as we all know, you did make it through the night, and you made it through plenty yes. of nights since then. <laughs> Amen. And, Amen. And so many times we have to, uh, we all have to learn that when someone says something, that we have to talk back to the enemy, you know, because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And certainly in the Amen. first place that the enemy comes is, is in our mind. It's, it's the thoughts. And certainly uh, we have to guide our thoughts. And certainly we have to be careful uh, of the people that are around us. I'm sure you would agree with that as well. Because even sometimes yes. doctors, listen, they don't have the final yes. say. They don't. They don't. And, you know, you do have to be careful of, of you know, who you keep in your, in your company. Um, you know, everybody's not for you. Everybody's not, not for you. And, and sometimes people don't even know that the enemy is working through, through them. And so you definitely have to keep, um, you know, be mindful who you keep in your company. And, you know, I had, um, you know, because I'm an advocate for, for this disease, and I had people, you know, that's in the church, that's, that's Christians that would come to me and was like, oh, you're claiming that. And I, I'm not claiming that. I believe God is going to heal me. And I'm going to believe that he's going to heal or do a complete heal, 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 you know, completely heal me until the day I die. But I'm also going to advocate for this because this is a rare disease that people don't know about. I, you know, and, yes, you know, reality is I, I do have a rare disease. I'm not claiming it, but, yes, I'm asking God to heal me, and I'm going to keep on praying that he will heal me and keep on believing that he, he will heal me. And he brought me this far. It's so funny. Um, I had a... Uh, a doctor, a Muslim doctor in a hospital, you know, he, you know, he saw that the family was coming in, um, you know, praying for me. I would constantly keep worship music, praise and worship on you know, through my phone, and I'm reading, and I'm having my Bible, and I'm falling asleep on my Bible on my chest. And one day he came to me, and he said, you know, he said, keep, doing, keep praying to your God because your God is listening to you. For a Muslim doctor to say that, that means, that means a lot. You know, keep praying to your God because your God is listening to you. So he's seeing, he's seeing something. He's seeing something. He knew that I wasn't supposed, supposed to be there. I, I, I was supposed to be dead. But he saw what God has done. So he said, my God, your, your God is listening to you. So I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. So, so certainly you were able to, uh, along with those that are on your side, uh, prayer, what would you tell our listeners about prayer? The power of prayer, it is so powerful. And, you know, um, people, I was raised on the power, how powerful prayer is. It's just, you know, talking to God, you know, um, just having a, a talk with him. And, you know, it's all, prayer doesn't have to be all the time of what you need or what you want from God, but it's just that talk with God. Um, I, I, I tend to say I, I'm praying all day because I'm talking to God I'm, and I'm learning that, you know, that prayer is, is talking to God. And I try to talk to him throughout my whole day. And I try to acknowledge him in everything I do. And every step I make, I try to acknowledge him and let him direct my, my path. And, you know, the power of prayer, 
God answers prayer. And, you know, people, you know, I know my um, my mother had passed um, in 2016, and my mother was a, a prayer warrior. She, I used to always say, my mother could get a prayer through. And, you know, one thing I was, you know, during the time when she, she had a stroke and when she was in a nursing home, and one of the things I said, you know, ask God, I was like, God, you know, she prayed for so many people, and you and you healed people through her prayers. Now she needs her healing. What's going on? And when the when she, I was like, God, you said you were going to heal her, and the Holy Spirit spoke to my spirit and said she is healed. She's healed. So if she's healed, she has the ultimate healer in heaven. So, you know, prayer, people, you know, would say, oh, you're praying, and you're praying, and God doesn't heal because this person died. No, they got the ultimate heal, healing in heaven. They haven't healed. They better off than we are. But prayer is such a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. And, you know, you, I go to prayer when, you know, my family, we, we, we pray. That's, you know, a family that prays together, stays together. And, you know, my sisters, I have um, two older sisters. One lives near me and one lives in Virginia. And, you know, every week we get together and we pray. And, you know, and we, we stand in the gap for our family, the ones that's not saved, you know, our friends who need prayer. And, you know, um, we have a, a group chat. And, you know, there's times like my daughter was going through something on her job and we would, you know, she chat, she, you know, put on a group chat, please pray for this, for this and that. And just last week, God worked a miracle in my, in my daughter's life with the prayer, you know, so prayer really works. And I encourage people to, you know, to, it's not to say, a, 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 how can I say, oh God, we thank you for this day, but just get into his presence, really set time away and really get into his presence. And, you know, you you will realize that you will get up and be like, oh, time flies. I didn't even know it's this time, and it flies. Because when you're in the presence of, of God, time doesn't even matter. You just get, you know, you have what, I, I can't even explain it, but, Lamar, you know, like that peace, that joy, just being in God's presence. And you and when you come out, you're not even, you, you're not even worrying about what you went in prayer for. Because, you know, God gave you so much peace. He gave you joy. So you just know that everything is going to be okay. So prayer is a powerful, powerful thing. Well, that's awesome. Very well said about prayer and certainly the power of prayer. And even uh, you were encouraged from an unlikely source uh, to pray. And that is yes. so important because mm-hmm. people are watching us and, and they're watching to see how you handle the situation. Uh, because that means your light is shining, even though that you're in a place that you really would rather not be in, you're in a a, a, a place that's unfamiliar, um, God can send confirmation from a place that we don't even expect it. Isn't that God is good? That That is so true. That is so true. <laughs> and, and certainly God, there is, you know, there is uh, a piece of God and everybody. So with with that being mm-hmm. said, I think this is a good time. We'll take a break and then we'll come come back and we'll talk more about uh sarcoidosis, about you being actively educating others about this because there are so many people that are uneducated about a lot of different things and the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. And so Amen. we could we could be better off 
if we only had information. All right, we'll be back Amen. with Cheryl Bradford. Stay tuned and be blessed. A praying spirit. about prayer and so your journey uh, with this particular uh, disease that not rare that not many people know about uh, has pushed you into a different uh, place in life even after retirement um, God has work for you to do and so tell us how did this become how did you go from uh, sickness to a healthy place and then on the move as an uh, advocate or a speaker? Well, um, after I, you know, was diagnosed, well, after I retired back in 2017, um, it was difficult for me to work. And so I retired. My doctors, you know, we all, you know, decided it was time. And my family kind of like said, yeah, you need to retire because I was in and out the hospital each month. But um, after I retired, I just felt, you know, because society has you thinking that you're supposed to work until a certain age. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to be home doing, not doing nothing. So I just tried to keep myself busy. And even before I retired, I found um, a community of people that was suffering from the same illness, sarcoidosis. And one thing I, I noticed with them, like, you know, I noticed a lot of them, they, they didn't have the right doctors. They, you know, didn't know too much about it because doctors don't know too much about it. And so it was a couple of people that I knew that lived in New York that had it too. So we decided to, you know, do a nonprofit organization called Stronger Than Sarcoidosis. You know, we are patients for the patients, and, you know, we support, you know, the sarcoidosis community. We advocate for them. You know, we educate them, and we also spread awareness, and we also partnered 
with other organizations to help, you know, spread awareness. And, you know, we do webinars. And, you know, before the pandemic, we used to do 5K walks and other, you know, functions to raise um, money to send to, you know, to give for research for a cure for sarcoidosis. And also, you know, I know, especially in the black community, that especially the, the black African-American females, that um, there are a lot of disparities um, with rare disease, you know, in the health community. So um, I'm definitely, that's definitely something that hits close to heart because I went through it, you know, for 10 years. It took me 10 years to find the right doctors. And when I finally found the right doctors, they, you know, one of the doctors told me that my situation could have been a lot better if I had the right doctors back then. So it's really close to, to me. So I, that's what I do. I really advocate and, you know, spread awareness and also, you know, help people to find the, the correct doctors. Awesome. That is well said. And so I'm sure there is um, a way. I, do, I don't want time to get away with us without out, uh, you giving out your email or contact information uh, so you can tell others about the organization that you're a part of or maybe someone listening has a family member uh, dealing with this or someone may be dealing with it themselves and they need another opinion because this the opinion they got or received is just not helping them. So tell us uh, who can they contact and what is some of the routes that they can take in dealing with this uh, rare illness? So thank you. So they can contact. We have a website. The website is um, strongerthansarcoidosis.org, www.strongerthansarcoidosis. Um, it's hard to spell, so it's S-A-R-C-O-I-D-O-S-I-S, strongerthansarcoidosis.org. And you can also follow us on Facebook at Stronger Than Sarcoidosis, Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn at Stronger Than Sarcoidosis. Awesome. So we do want our listeners to reach out to those uh, particular websites or those particular people if uh, you need further assistance. So you've been a, a part of, uh, you've made some appearances. Some yes. And, and so how, what was that like and how did, how did that come about? Um, you mean the, the TV shows, um, the, yes, the documentaries? Yes. yes. So um, I am um, a mentor for uh, one of the largest pharmaceuticals in the world, and um, they have an organization um, called Lungs in You. So they just, I went there for, um, you know, I went out for training. You know, they, they flew me into Washington, and we went for training, and then they asked me to do a documentary with um, Queen Latifah and also um, um, Bernie Williams, he's a former Yankee player, and you know, I I really did. I knew that Queen Latifah's mother died, but I didn't know that it was from a rare disease of gold. I, I can't. Even, I'm not going to mess it up for her, but um, it's a, a rare disease, and it also attacks her lungs. So that's you know, that's how I was was able to do the um the documentary with them. And then there's another organization that um asked me to do a documentary for the Lifetime Network. Um, there's a program called um. Behind uh, behind the mysteries, balance the act behind the mysteries, and so I was able to do do it with that. So yeah, it's it's just you know getting connected with with different organizations, and that's how I, I got to do these programs. 
awesome. Even in your affliction, you know, God has given you gifts, obviously, and the Bible says that your gifts will make room for you, bring you before great men. And certainly, I I, I believe God's word is true. It, it, God cannot lie. Yes. <laughs> and so it's. And you, you know what? One thing I want I want I'm sorry to cut you off, but you Go know, ahead. one thing I, I wanted to say is that you know I always thought growing up when you know. I thought that being in ministry would be in the church. You know, I would be doing something in the church. And even in my adult early 20s, you know, being in ministry is something in church. But I realized that's not true. You know, this is my ministry because I get to minister to people, especially, you know, in this community. I hear so many people with sarcoidosis and, you know, they would say, okay, this is something we have and we would never have a cure. We would, you know, we're going to die from this. And that's when I could come in and say, you know, God is a healer. And I could start ministering to them. And, um, you know, and it, I could bring them hope. I could bring them hope through God. Wow. That, that is certainly powerful. Our number in studio, I do want to give our listeners this opportunity to call in. Our number in studio, 619-924-0800. 619-924-0800. You may have a question. Uh, you may have a concern. Or you may want to just shout out Cheryl Bradford and so we want to give you that opportunity 619-924-0800 now to go back to what you said about ministry uh, that is so correct and so many times people have to realize what their particular call is everybody isn't called to do the same thing that isn't you know everybody isn't called to stand up in the pulpit but God places people everywhere he has people in the courthouse he has people that's going to yes. sit next to you on the bus or the train or that are going to pass you yes. on the street or in the grocery store. God has people yes. everywhere, and they are there the need that you have in your life at that time. And so that is awesome that Amen. you are about your father's business. And certainly it just lets us know that even if we're challenged in life, God has not forgotten about us. He has a plan and a purpose for our life. Amen. Yeah. Uh, we do have, so um, we have some callers, so we're going to take a caller. Caller. Hello. Lynette Bradford. Hi. Hello. How are you? Hi. Hi, I'm Lynette Bradford. Hello. Hi. Hi How are you? <laughs> That's my daughter. Okay. <laughs> Why are you acting like you don't know who Sorry. she is? <laughs> it was a little bad service. That's all I could hear at first. Okay. My service was bad. But hello. Hi. How are you doing? Hi, sweetie. I'm I'm doing good. I just really want to say, you know, my mom is so humble. Um, and I just want to say, like, with this illness, with this disease that that took well, tried to take over her body, but you know, with the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. So that tried to take over her body, that I'm just so proud of her, that she just never gave up. Uh, I'm just so proud just to see her out there and speak it and just, like, just to see her ministry and just to see that how she is letting God use her. I know it could be hard. I know she gets tired, and I know she gets weak, especially when she's sick some days. Because a lot of people don't see it, like, when she's sick and she doesn't feel good and she can't get out of bed. But she's still praising God. She's still reading her words. She's still listening to God. And she's not letting the devil 
speak in her ear. So I'm just so, so proud, and I'm just so proud that she's still here. And I love you so much. Thank you so much. I love you too, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for um, sharing from, from a daughter's perspective. And certainly I'm sure this, right. this was cha- challenging for you as well, correct? Yeah, because yeah, when she got diagnosed, I was—I think I was in sixth grade, sixth or seventh, I can't remember, sixth or seventh grade, but I know, like, when she first went to the doctor, we didn't know what was going on, but, you know, my grandmother's alive, and it's sad to say, because I'm like, what my mom said earlier, you know, my grandma, she could, God was listening to her, she always prays, so I'm like, okay, she's going to be okay, Nana's praying, the church is praying, the family's praying. She's going to be okay, but then years later, like, when she really started getting sick, I'm like, oh, no, I don't know what's going on. So it was, you know, that's my mom, and it's just, I'm the only child, so that's my mother right there. That's my best friend. That's my prayer partner, someone I call, speak to every single morning to pray with. I see, I think I speak to her all day almost. Right. I do have friends, though, but I speak to her a lot. <laughs> that's, like, that's my mom right there. So, you know, it is hard, even to today, like, sometimes when she gets sick, you do get a little nervous, but I think the the power of prayer, like you were saying earlier, just the power of prayer and the faith that this family have, especially like my mom and my aunt, when we get on the phone, they pray and they start speaking in tongues. I mean, the devil's angry. So it's just that the faith that we all stand in agreement and we pray over her, we pray with her, it, it makes me feel better. And just knowing who God is, seeing God have done so many things in her life, have restored her health, like my mom works out. She's in better shape than I am, and I'm I'm 32, and she works out. She could do more things than I can do, and it's like, wow, like, look at God. Like, really, like, she is a walking miracle, and it's like just God is just so awesome. So it's like, you know, we just give God all the praise and the glory, and I don't want to keep on going on, but it's just, it's just amazing how God just really changed this around because the devil really got a glimpse of her future, and God really just changed things around. So, it's just amazing. Awesome. Thank you, Lynette, for sharing awesome. with us on today. Um, no problem. I'll see you later, girl. All right. Okay. We have another uh, caller. Uh, caller in uh, the 212. God bless you, caller. Hi. Hello? My name's Barbara. Barbara Liz. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Yes, we Hi. hear you. Hi. Yes, hi. Hi, Cheryl. Um, hi. Well, thank you for being um, an encouragement because um, uh, um, I know you go through. Um, I have a separate illness, something different, not sarcoidosis, but your testimony is encouraging. So thank you for, the, for that. I wanted to ask hello. you um, – um, you, um, your daughter says you work out. So, in working out, does it affect you? Does it slow you down? It, does it, like, is it difficult when you're working out as far as your breathing because of the lungs? And another question on that part: Did you ever get the lung transplant? Um, well, no, I didn't get the lung transplant. Glory to God. All glory goes to God. Um, it was God because I know they said that. People that usually get a double lung transplant, they only have a five-year life expectancy. So um, we, my family prayed about that, and my lungs, God just, you know, he did a miracle. Um, so, and, and all, 
all praises go to him for that one. I, I really thank God for that one. And, you know, working out, Barbara, um, you know, when I first started working out, it, it took time to where I am. It took years to get to where I am now. Like, if I was to walk around, take, you know, walk around my apartment, that was a big goal for me because I could w- walk one block and I would be out of breath. I could walk a half block and be out of breath. But um, exercise is a, a big part of getting healthy. You know, that's a big part of getting healthy. And I remember one of my doctors was saying that sometimes, you know, um, just take it step by step. Do 10 minutes, 5 minutes. And, you know, you notice you know, a couple of weeks later, you probably could do 20 minutes. A couple of weeks later, you probably could do 30 minutes and so on. So you just, you, you go at your pace. You go at your pace. It, and it took me years to get to where I am now. And, you know, exercise is a really big part of my life right now because it, it keeps me. Um, and, you know, every time I go to the doctors, they said, you know, a lot of it has to do of my, you know, getting healthier and better is because of my exercising. So, you know, just, you know, okay. take your time and go at your pace. But, you know, I'm not a doctor, so consult your doctor. <laughs> How many years have you, has it been since you were first diagnosed? I was diagnosed in 2001, but I was only sick that one time, and and I went along with my life. And then about 2010, I started having, like, a chronic cough where I couldn't get rid of it. And then 2013, that's when I went into the hospital. So I okay. So when you were diagnosed, yeah. I'm sorry. So you didn't when I was diagnosed. Oh, so it didn't it didn't complicate until years later. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. How have I had you? A mm-hmm. Okay. We um we want to be yeah, respectful yeah. to our other callers. Um. So mm-hmm. we're just gonna we want to move on and let everyone uh ask at least one question. You can contact. Uh, Cheryl later at those website and she'll give her information. Uh, tell us again who who you Thank are and where you. you're calling from. Thank you. Okay, uh, we have a, another caller, three four seven caller. Hello, caller. Three four seven. Let me try that again. A little technical problem. Caller three four seven. Okay. Yes, Hello? can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. We hear you. Go hi, ahead. Hi, I'm Cheryl. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, hi. I'm Sherry. Oh, one of Cheryl's big sisters, her older sister, Vera. And um just like her daughter, um, when she called in and said how we're proud of her. I'm proud of her with um how she is being steadfast with um getting healthier. Um, because I'm the one that lives closest to her. We live in the same complex. So um, it was at a time when she was in a hospital, like every other month when she was in a hospital, I always said I was in a hospital. So just to see what God has done um, with the prayers, the prayers from the saints, from the family, um, it's just amazing. And now it's just amazing just to see her, just advocating for what she is going through and what she's been through so it can help other people. So I just want to let everyone to know, just keep Cheryl in prayer and, you know, thank you. Thank you, Cheryl, for doing what you're doing. 
Thank, Thank you. And you. just you. just to, just to say before you go, um, your daughter called in, and um, your, yeah, your sister called in. Uh, how important? Tell our listeners how one of you tell our listeners how important it is to have a support system that you're not, you know, going through this alone. Oh God, um, somebody. It, it is so yeah. It is so important to have a support system. My family is my rock. Like. I give times I go to them not only for prayer but to vent, to cry, to talk to. Every time I go to the doctors, I'm calling somebody, by the way. As soon as I'm in the car, I'm calling somebody to let them know how my doctor's appointment went. And just to have that 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 support system to fall back on is so important. So I tell everybody out there, if you don't have a support system, find one, whether it's in your church, friends, family, whoever, someone that, that understands you and, and will be there for you. I'm the caregiver. I didn't let anyone know that, but I am the caregiver when she's not feeling good. I'm the one that's with her, praying over her, laying in the bed, just ministering to her. So, yeah, somebody, everybody needs that. Yes. All right. Amen. All right. Thank you for sharing with us on today as well. Okay. God bless. We have a, another caller. Caller? Hello. Yes, my name is Carolyn Hanna. Thank you, Carolyn, for Hi, joining Carolyn. us. Yes. So it's interesting, um, Reverend Townsend, when you said God will put people anywhere and everywhere. When I first met Cheryl, it was in our women's group. Uh, I was new to facilitating a women's group with my co-host Patty. And Barbara and her, not Barbara, um, Cheryl and her sister came, and then they were gone for a while, and we didn't know why. And then a few months later, she returned. In the meantime, I had been diagnosed with sarcoidosis. I did not know at that time that's why Cheryl was not there, that she was in the hospital. Uh, going forward, when she came back and we started to get a little bit more um, intentional about speaking with people and getting to know them, I learned about her sarcoidosis. And then I opened up to her about my diagnosis and how it went and what I was going through. At that time, I knew no one. No one in my family had it. Um, And to see how she was dealing with it and what she went through, and I could attest to her sister Vera being her caregiver because uh, I had occasionally visit her in the hospital. Um, I was there one time when she was saying they told her maybe she should take out a lung. Um, and mind you, I'm hearing all this that she's going through, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I don't have that support that she has. And so to have that person or people, that village, to help you get through, to celebrate your highs and to help carry you through the lows, that's important. So then we started exchanging notes about um, doctors, and I learned after going to several doctors, I ended up at the same doctor, one of the same doctors she goes to. And it's a hike, but... If you don't go to a specialist, 
you're going to end up going through a whole bunch. And I yeah. and I met a woman yeah. who had a procedure, and the procedure actually made her worse. And after going through several doctors, she took a hike to the same doctor. Um, wow. So, yes, you do need that village. Uh, yes. I do suggest people go to the website to get information so that you're not being tossed to and fro, not having information. Yes, my people suffer for lack of knowledge. Amen. Yes. Um, when I'm not sure, did you and I have COVID around the same time? And, yeah. and it is a mm-hmm. God thing because COVID can would knock a healthy person out. And here, two women who had uh, have had <laughs> I'm not sure if I said it right the first time had uh, had uh, sarcoidosis to survive COVID. Amen. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Amen. Once again, so, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank I, you. I thank you for all you do. I thank you for being on this platform, and you have a great day. Certainly. Thank you. Tell us where you're, where you're from, Carolyn. You're Carolyn, correct? Yes, Carolyn. I am from Valley Stream. Okay. Thank you for sharing with us, and certainly we'll, uh, we'll be delighted to have you back again. Number in studio, I'll take one more caller, 619-924-0800. Zero zero, And certainly we thank you, Cheryl, for your testimony on today, for sharing with us. We thank you uh, for your uh, support system, your village. We thank God for um, just uh, being able to have resources out there and that there's more. You're making information more readily available. And certainly we thank yeah. God for the power of prayer. And as uh, Sister Callens just mentioned about uh she brought up again about lung transplant that somebody asked, and I, I do know of a situation where someone did have a lung transplant, and that did not work out uh, too well. Yeah. And so um, mm-hmm. we, we, we thank God for second opinions and, and prayer. And certainly, and also Amen. I think when, it, when it's met, uh, medical decisions are very difficult decisions, and so we have to approach them carefully and what works for one person may not necessarily work for another person or uh, God has given us all a a measure of faith and so one person's faith level may not be at the same level as another person's faith level so we have to respect faith levels and and opinions and certainly we don't want to ever make a decision for someone else and and then it doesn't work out that way and then they want to blame us so it's a Mm -hmm. sensitive subject and so, um, again, yeah. we thank God for you sharing with us. I'm going to let you uh, give your closing remarks. And since I understand that you and your sisters are such wonderful prayer warriors, <laughs> we are going to let you close in prayer. Uh, again, our listeners, uh, we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at www.blogtalkradio.com global hyphen gospel we're on social media if you missed anything on this episode immediately at the conclusion of the episode it will be available and syndicated and certainly you can go back and listen tell us again who you are and give us your closing remarks and prayer yes so um 
my closing remarks, I just want to just give um, a scripture, Second Corinthians 5, 7. Um, we walk by faith and not by sight. Um, I had to really, you know, get that into my spirit because when the doctors was giving me bad news and I was seeing pictures of my lungs and fungus growing in my lungs and all this stuff, I, I couldn't look at that. I had to walk by faith. So, um, you know, I'm telling everybody to, you know, trust in God and find a scripture to stand on. That's so important, so important. And when um, the doctors tell me some bad news, I'm sitting there as they talking. I'm just saying, God, it's, I'm giving it to you. I'm walking by faith. I'm not walking by, you know, looking. I'm not, you know, not by sight, but I'm walking by faith. So stand on a script, pray, and get into his presence. Awesome. Shout-outs today. Shout-outs. I just want to shout-out to all my sisters in my one group. You know, I love you guys. I'm so supportive. Of course, my family, my daughter, my, my sisters, you know, I, I love you guys. My church, I have an awesome church, you know, um, my pastor, you know, whenever I need, need them, they just a phone call away. Um, thank you guys for being there. Thank you for the prayer. And, uh, you know, just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Tell us again who you are and close us in prayer. This is Cheryl Bradford, and you are listening to Gospel, I mean, Go, Global Gospel. So we're going to close out in prayer. Father God, we just thank you and we honor you today for this podcast, Lord Jesus. And Lord, as this podcast ends, Lord Jesus, we pray that it touch everyone who's listening, that it touch their hearts, Lord Jesus. And Lord, if there's somebody who's out there that's going through maybe a sickness, Lord Jesus, Lord, maybe they're going through, Lord Jesus, not even a sickness, but going through problems, financial problems, problems in their home, Lord Jesus. Lord, whatever problem that they're going through, Lord Jesus, Lord, we ask for you to touch them right now, Lord Jesus. Lord, let them feel your presence, Lord Jesus. Surround them, Lord Jesus. And Lord, let them know that you will make everything all right if they will put their trust in you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you for Reverend Lamar, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we ask for you, Lord Jesus, to touch him, Lord Jesus. Lord, put a double portion of your anointing, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we ask for you to expand his ministry, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we ask for you, Lord Jesus, to keep us, Lord Jesus, with our mind on you, Lord Jesus. Lord, as we go throughout our day, Lord Jesus, that you will shield and you will and you will protect us in jesus name we pray amen amen listen to the song healed by the power of his word we're healed today we claim it and it is ours you're healed by the power of his word hallelujah be healed 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 in the name of jesus be healed, be healed, be healed. I cursed out, be healed by the power. Be healed by the power. Be healed in your mind. Be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed by the power. By the power of the word of the Lord. Encourage somebody around you. Tell them, be healed by the power. 
can you declare tonight? I'm healed. Come on. I'm healed. Speak it over your life. In the name of Jesus, you declare I am healed. By the power. Hallelujah. As you go to your seats, brothers, tell somebody, I'm healed. Yes, I am. By the power. I'm healed. I'm healed. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.